Hello, everybody. It's me, Mike Catherwood, and I have to tell you about something that is truly fantastic. It's called Honey. Let me break it down for you. Everyone shops online. We all do it. But have you ever shopped online, you bought something, and then you realized after you got it that you could have got it for cheaper? It's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. Who doesn't want to save money? Well, with Honey, you don't have to go through that ever again. See, Honey collects and amalgamates all different types of coupons for everything you could possibly think of. And it collects them and using their browser extension and their app, it applies them to you when you check out. Boom, right there, you get money that you could have saved. You probably didn't even know about said coupon, but boom, it's right there in front of you at your checkout, saving you money because of Honey. It's a fantastic little piece of technology and over 100,000 people have given it, listen to me, 100,000 people have given it a five-star review on Google Chrome. This is something that is not fooling around. This is real deal, top-notch, creme de la creme tech. There's really no reason not to use Honey, and I mean that sincerely. It's free to use, and it's easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. So shop with confidence. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash high. That's joinhoney.com slash high, H-I-G-H, you know, for high and dry. Honey, Online savings simplified. It is the High and Dry podcast. Possibly the greatest podcast in the world. Possibly. You know, not really anybody to argue with. I can't think of anybody better. (laughs) I haven't heard anybody better. No, no. I heard Dax Shepard's podcast. It's not as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> he just has big guests. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck him. We got A-list celebrity skateboarder Rob Sluggo Boyce. Do you fucking have him, Dax? Yeah. No, you fucking yeah. You don't even know how to skate, feeble-boned man. Thanks for having me, guys. This is where real guests come with real talent. Ooh, I'm an actor. Fuck off. <laughs> real skateboard. How many bones have you broken when you were doing acting? Fucking none. None. You face no pain. You just fucking, oh, they rejected me. Fuck. What about when my bones get rejected out of my skin? What about that? Have you done that? No, you haven't. Real guest. Sluggo. Fuck you. Thanks. Thank you. I mean, Sluggo does stunts too. Yeah, and he does stunts. Guess what? Because it's not that big of a deal when you're a skateboarder Mm -hmm. to do stuff. I'm I'm drooling. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking... I'm angry. Frothing at the mouth today. Yeah. You do what? seem a little on edge this morning. Yeah. yeah. I'm fucking snapped. I've noticed that. Freaked me out a little bit. Sorry. It's okay. I'll be all right. Everything okay? No, but I'm all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I wrote, okay. Give me a phone because I wrote down stuff. I have a lot of questions for Sluggo <laughs> and <laughs> my dick. Great. <laughs> <laughs> photo of my dick. <laughs> That's why I'm really not happy with him, actually. Fucking. <laughs> Cause of problems. Your dick? I'm going to do steroids on the show today because it's the first time we've ever done high and dry at my house and I am timing my steroids, testosterone. I'm timing my testosterone because it peaks in three days. So if I take it now, I'll be peaking. I'm going to start draining it so I peak on a Saturday. Mm, peak and weekend. Woodstock. All the steroids. At the maximum amount of steroids, that's when I'm going to punch you in the fucking head. You're going to fucking not, you're going to die maybe. That's going to be so care. fun. That's going to be so fun to watch. Yeah. yeah we're going to laugh at your death. I'm going to dance on your grave. Can I, uh, can I cut in and make a, um, a suggestion? Yoga or something? Breathe. No. Break up 
your administration into three servings and then you're constantly peaked as mm. opposed to, eh? Mm. Instead, how much do you take? One. It's like one ML, I one think, thing. right? One bottle. One. Mm, I'm going to get the steroids. Take, uh, take 0.33 Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. Oh. Or uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Then you'll really be Dr. Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> TRT. They yeah, call yeah. me Dr. Cunt. <laughs> call him Dr. Cunt. I hate watching him inject that stuff. Why? I'm not a syringe fan. Yeah. And he, he does it himself. He does his little twist around and puts it in his butt. And it's just, uh, it's so gross. It's so weird. I am maximum okay with injections in me. Really? And I pass out like a little bitch with sucking out of me. Oh, I'm the total opposite. <laughs> total opposite. I don't like giving blood. Yeah, I don't wow. mind it. <laughs> Can I see real quick? We do B12 <laughs> shots at my place. Be yourself? Sipping like yeah. jabbing each other? Yeah, well, Kelsey's a nurse. So well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Kelsey's my wife. She's on the couch. Good call. Sipinate, um, good, long-acting testosterone, long… Uh, it takes um, a while to um, kind of disperse into the body, you know, as opposed to propanate, which like gets in your body immediately. Yeah. So it's awesome. I, I, I highly recommend them. Obviously, run it by your doctor, but I think… No, we're not. In my opinion, <laughs> like you're saying, it, you know, get the three-day peak. And instead of giving yourself one milliliter or 200 milligrams at once, give yourself 75 milligrams three times a week. And then it, it's, it's just a much more even… So… Feeling. Should I? Sh how much do I shoot up right now? Uh, so does that mean I poke myself a little bit three times a week? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. I mean that's the downside, but I, I do think it's it's beneficial. But but again, you know, if your doctor gave you the thumbs up to go this way, certainly take his or her advice over mine. But I just no, he, you know more than him. I've, maybe about steroids. <laughs> you do. <laughs> He's not fit. Yeah. That that's a buster. Is it a big needle? Uh, I mean, to me, it is. It's a big fucking needle. Well, there's the drawing needle and then the injecting needle, right? So what do you have right there? Is that the injecting needle on the table? Looks really thick. That's the one that I, I use a bigger needle to suck the stuff out of the bottle. Yeah. And then I put the little uh, long needle back on and then I shove that up my ass. <sighs> and this is HGH. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, you gotta be rich to have this. And I'm fucking rich and I'm a murderer. <laughs> That's what I do with blowjobs. <laughs> I, I have like a nice big mouth uh, Angelina Jolie type girl that mm -hmm. just sucks me off. And yeah. then when I'm ready to blow, I have like a teeny little mouth anime character that I just oh. injected in. This is a rad show. These are rubber? Oh man, I ran out of, I'm rubber out of fucking- Rubber people? Oh, I'm Bailey. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking dead. Dead. You know, that's the only problem is that so with documentation of this, Simon can now have an excuse when he loses. He's going to say, well, oh. I was with a with a drugged up opponent. Right. You know, but I, was, I mean, we did talk about this, I feel, when he was on, you know? Yeah. He doesn't, he seemed to not care then. I, I warned him several times. Mm -hmm. I was like, you shouldn't do this fight. I ain't playing. And when you start fighting and there's thousands of people there that came to watch a fight and you're not that good, I don't, I'm not going to care. You're going to get beaten up. And he was like, oh, good, I dare you. So I made him look at me several times. I'm like, seriously, seriously. And he seemed pretty serious. Yeah. He has a video as well that I'm going to post today where, you know, he said he's not coming to Austin to lose, but he is. 
<laughs> anyway, I enough about him. I'll do steroids in a minute. I wrote down stuff for Sluggo. So I wrote down skating. I was to go, we'll go from early days first because people don't know you were a gymnast, yeah? I was. Canadian champion or were you, you represented your country? Yes or no? No. You were just a, just in gymnastics. I was the Western Canadian champion for that's my what, age. That's what it was. You competed there. Age. And then from gymnastics, you went to breakdancing. I was, yeah. And from that's where six you- Six to be- 16 out of gymnastics. At 13, I found breakdancing. And for 13 to 16 or 13 to 17, I spun on my head. And then you won- The you Canadian, were the Canadian break breakdancing champion of the world. Of the world. Yeah. Canadian <laughs> world champion. Nice. At the time, um, when you're, you said about 13 was when yep. you transitioned, was this something that was looked at as like, oh, sweet, breakdancing? Or were you really a kook, an outsider? For oh, doing, my goodness. Doing something like that. Yeah. Gymnastics is super conservative. So coming from that conservative background and then all of a sudden uh, breakdancing, nobody yeah. was super impressed with me at that point. <laughs> like aunts, uncles, my mom's just like, whoa, this is a phase. But no, they, uh, they embraced it after they saw how amazing I was at it. The skills. And then, yeah. that's awesome. How handy was it when, because I remember um, in Le Grand Bernard in France, where we were break, there was some breakdancing going on with some French people. And then you pulled out your breakdancing moves. And then a French guy kicked you while you were doing a helicopter. What? <laughs> and then we Windmill, all tried yep. to fight him. And that caused a riot and, and like, uh, we had a huge riot in the city of Le Grand Bernard and the, and the mayor had to come out. You had a dance fight, essentially. <laughs> it also, it's, it's all Sluggo's yeah. fault, too. It was like West story. Yeah. Dude, it was at night and there's like <laughs> dudes breakdancing and a bunch of skateboarders around him going, fucking whatever. And, and then Sluggo's like, you think that, that that's good? And then gets on the, on the cardboard and just starts cutting up helicopters at a level that these dudes cannot fucking comprehend. Right. And we're like, yeah, like suck a butt, oh you fucking hippies! <laughs> and one of them just steps in while Sluggo's helicoptering and and fucking like kicks him while he's fucking helicoptering. And I just go full sprint. I'm like, you're fucking dead. And I, I didn't even get a hit, but way before I got anywhere near him, there was like 80 people just stacked on. Like I didn't. I was like, whoa, where's Sluggo? I don't even know where he is. This is a pile of people beating up these French hippies for kicking. Him in the helicopter while he was doing a, that's what it's called, right? A windmill. Sorry, a windmill. It's helicopter windmill. It fits. (laughs) (laughs) I will kick you. I will kick you for showing me. You serve me. Yeah. Uh And and then, and then that just turned into like more stuff. It just turned into a big riot on the streets, is what I thought. I thought it was all Sluggo's fault. Over the years, I've been kicked doing windmills or head spins plenty of times. (laughs) Because you take up too much room on the dance floor and people are, Wasted and they're like, fuck you, fuck fancy. Out of the way. So you get, it doesn't take much to stop a guy spinning on his head. That seems more, more, more so than taking up space. I suspect it's it's ego denting, where like people Possibly. are like, you know, Possibly. out there doing their thing. And they're like, yeah, look at me. I got my Q tip move and I got my fucking guns move. Yeah. And then this guy's spinning around. You're like, oh, fuck you. You know, like you said, they're hammered. Next thing you know, can you take how much steroids out I need? Yes. Typically, you're taking um, to to one. Yeah, is that is yeah that one? Yep, and that's once a week. Yep, it's not much, is it? No, it's it's a very uh, uh, conservative. Amount yeah. Um. So I would do <laughs> like two, 
there. Can you come over and, in, and do the it second, from now on? Can second, you be my doctor? The second. Um, you are not my doctor. <laughs> oh, there's steroids all over the table. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry, but it wasn't that much. See, it's just it's a little bit. Just Lick little it. Bit. It just looked worse. Oh. <laughs> Lick it. <laughs> but uh, oh, no. I don't know if it works like that. Subdural? Just that? cut yourself and rub your body all it. over it. So one, two, three, little little <laughs> lines. Yeah. I would do that three times a week as opposed to one, one time a week. So does that mean I have to put the jar in the fridge? No, 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 no. You sip in it. You do not put uh, HGH in the fridge. Sip in it. You keep warm, lukewarm, like a uh, room temperature. It's leaking everywhere. This is the messiest <laughs> steroids I've ever done. <laughs> I feel you weird don't keep about TRT that. in the fridge. No, no, no. Not not the testosterone. The HGH absolutely. You mm -hmm. have to keep it uh, um, below. I think like like forty degrees. Some, but uh, testosterone is oil based, so you wouldn't want it to. Yeah, uh, it's super oily. Ew, look at that needle. Yeah, really thick, right? It's yeah. Hard. Hard to get through that. That's why you see such a big gauge needle, obviously. Oh god. And the and the sipinate and the enanthate is always like a little thicker than the propanate. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the silence. Oh god. Uh, I was just, right. Right. I was staring at Jason's dick root more than I was. God damn it! Looking at his his ass. <laughs> You know the little V yeah, thing? Yeah, the little, little top. Dick root. <laughs> the beginning of the shaft. <laughs> Wait, so now I have to do that. When do I do another one? Let's say today's Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, I would do Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So just try to break it up three even times in a week. Can you remember that? I, yep. <laughs> I felt that coming. I'm going to forget. <laughs> yeah. I, I put like a little note inside of the box with all of the shoot up junk in it. Yeah. Like today is the day. And then he'll fuck it up and I have to make a new note because he'll miss the day. With hormonal constantly evolving. With hormonal therapy, you just want to try to avoid big peaks and valleys. So that's that's the goal. Tuesday, yeah. Thursday, Sunday. Sunday or, or Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Any way that it's like an even distribution. Okay. But Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday works because today's Tuesday. And like I said… With hormonal treatments, you just kind of try to want to avoid these huge spikes and huge drops. Okay. Um, so it wasn't in the in the riots where in La Grand Bernard when we did yep. that. Did you end up going back to your room or were you a part of the because uh, I had crutches and I'd also torn the tendons in your my hand, hand as well. Uh, but you were fine. You were climbing up the sides of buildings. Remember, you climbed up the side of a building to the third floor of a building to get your shoes. And then did I? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you do that too? No, no, I watched you. Oh. <laughs> I climbed a building. Yeah. You don't remember scaling a building? No, I had one hand and a fucking, I was on crutches at the start of the day. How the fuck did I get up a building? Alcohol. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shitface Jason is probably just like an amazing, an amazing like, Fire starter of, I don't of, know of amazing is the word <laughs> you would use. No, but I mean, imagine the things like Jason inspired, like fucked up Jason. Oh like, you know, yeah, because like like this is a perfect. <laughs> like I was there. I don't think it was that inspiring. A perfect <laughs> inspiring. Uh, <laughs> so many words you're he using that are days. incorrect here. Just think about like, like like nobody told me the next day how inspirational I was for. <laughs> I don't mean necessarily inspirational to do good, but inspirational to like completely change everyone's activity. You know, because there there was probably zero desire in anyone's mind in France to go, ah, maybe scale a building. What do you say? Anybody? Anybody want to scale a building? But Jason's like, ah, fuck it, mate. Yeah, you, I got one hand. 
Was it to get my shoes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah one of, one of your shoes. I think Mike Crumb threw Somebody your shoe Somebody threw up my there. shoe up yeah. there. And you oh. had to go get it. And I went and got it. And this was a sleepy little ski town Village. in France that's never had a skateboard contest before. There's barely anybody there. It's, it's mainly for winter sports. And so we showed up and there was only two cops for the entire town. Oh, no. And there was 200 professional skateboarders. And if there's nothing- Wasted. If there's nothing the French love more, it's uh, rowdy tourists. Oh. They were pretty bummed out. And I, and I kind of backed them. Like, I felt we were really inappropriate, rude. You know, and it wasn't just, it was like, you're all Americans. It was like, no, we're all skateboarders. You're judging everybody as an American. Right. But really, we're just all skateboarding. We're all children that get paid to ride skateboards. So none of us have any respect or, you know, most of us didn't anyway. I, I, look, we're drunk and in another country. And super professional young. skateboarders. 20, young, 21 years old. Yeah, yeah. really young. Yeah. But the, the, what, the mayor came in the nighttime because they tear gassed us off. They had like <laughs> riot police with those <laughs> shields on either side. And we were drunk in the middle of it. And all of a sudden I'm like, what's up with these dudes with the <laughs> all the shields and the helmets? <laughs> and, there's, and there's a couple of us, the older guys that are, you know, I mean, this is a different era. There were guys that were pro that drank all the time. Like Craig Johnson was a dude that drank all the time and showed up to the contest with a cooler full of beer and, and <laughs> used a helmet with no padding. He used his dreadlocks as padding Ew. and the top of it came out the top of his head. He was a hideous monster, like big hairy guy, skateboard style was disgusting. <laughs> he just a, it was just a drunk skateboarding at, at its best or something. But he was really good in a weird riot way. Like if it was wrong, he would still make it. And that's what I cared about. I was like, yeah. if you can still make it when it's gone horribly wrong, that was pretty much the only time he was good. Like when he did it normal, it was pretty average. But right. when he did something really wrong and made it anyway, that was when you saw his real talents. But his hair caught on fire playing pool, some fucking candle behind him, <laughs> yeah. some light. So he just pulled all the lights. Pictures. He pulled the cable out of the out wall, of wall all the way around the bar. <laughs> he just destroyed the whole bar and then like threw a plate glass window and then we're out on the street. Just, I was just standing there drinking and then all of a sudden there's police and then it became more of a, you know, like, hey, I think I'm going to pull my dick out or something. And I'm like, fuck you, cops. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, whoa, what's that? And then all of a sudden people are running around with t-shirts over their mouth and I'm like, fuck, this is pretty heavy. It, I, I, you know, I'm as an outsider, I'm speculating. I'd love for you guys. My to- cat is drinking your water. <laughs> <laughs> He's just chugging it down. I there. love it. <laughs> Fucking Gimli. As an outsider um, to to skateboarding, but someone who was raised around the world of skateboarding, especially in the mid to late '90s, there it was almost like there were you guys had no choice but to be that way. You know what I'm saying? Like part of me, I watched like like Street League now, and I I see the X Games, and I see these guys training their plyometrics and doing and, and they I'm have like coaches right and and I'm and I'm like I it's so foreign to me because the whole world of skateboarding came up out, from what I could see came up out of like no fuck you fuck yeah. anything that has to do with conformity or well, the idea of of like being a part of the world not exactly us, I know? just think the light was shown on shone on that more than because there was Rodney Mullen a long time ago who was a nerd Basic, like his mummy wouldn't let him skate vert. So that's why he got into freestyle. Like yeah. it's the bitch of the fucking South. But everybody <laughs> wow. else, everybody, well, he's an amazing skateboarder. And that's what everyone, everyone now is Rodney Mullen. Yeah. They're Rodney Mullen that can roll fast on big boards. If it wasn't for him, 
None of you would exist. And now it's, and he was always training. He was always not drunk. He was always being professional. You just don't shine the light on that. It was more like, look at Hussoi do 10 foot airs and do crystal meth. Right. It's like, well, he did. I had no idea. He, got, he did t- went to jail. That's why he's found the Lord. He did meth and went to jail in Hawaii for 10 years. Found the Lord, came out, got his shit together, became a fucking great father and a great human being again. But at one point, I told him he was a steaming pile of shit. He reintroduced himself to me three times in one day. <laughs> Alice, no way. How's it going? I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? And then like five minutes later, no way, Alice. How are you? I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? And then the third time, I'm like, well, that's it. He's gone. And then he went to jail like a year later. And I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, it makes sense. He fucking introduced himself three times at the trade show. And then comes out with the Lord. This is this is the man that I back the Lord on the most. Like I'm not, I'm an atheist, but that dude got his shit together yeah. and became a Christian. So I back it 100%. And I know that Christian doesn't think that anybody else needs to suffer because they're not Christians. So it's, you know, he, yeah. he wanks on a lot about it on Instagram and shit, but I, res- I mean, I wank on a lot about it, but boxing, because I love boxing. So Whatever you're into, man, I, re- I respect it. He's a loving guy. I love that guy. I love that guy. Sorry, one of my role models growing up. He came sure. down for your birthday. He did. He's got a lot of love in his heart. He's a great guy. Tremendous guy. So I love the I love the Lord for taking care of my friend. Much like with uh, with breakdancing, the question begs: Where did you grow up? Like BC? I grew up in Victoria, BC. Yeah. yeah. Um, was there in you know I'm a, I'm just guessing like mid '80s, late '80s is when you probably started skateboarding. Break dance, 80, oh, I didn't start skating until 86. Okay, so 86 in BC, was there a culture of skateboarding or were you like kind of a vanguard of, of, of that movement? You know, because it's a lot, I think would imagine it'd be a lot easier to be a skateboarder in Southern California in 1986 than it would be in a lot of other places. Was Yeah, definitely. In Vancouver, my high school was littered with skateboarders. Everyone dressed like a skater. Everyone had the Tony Hawk bangs. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a Powell board. Everyone wore a poncho. Uh, tapered jeans, very similar to the way I look right now, you know. (laughs) And uh, they all owned skateboards, but barely anybody skated. You know, everyone carried their board around. But we had a bunch of skateboard parks really close to the school. And so after school, this guy in my math class, like, come check me out. So I went down there and checked him out and fell in love with skateboarding that day. You had some, you had a free, you had like a, a guy that had turned pro that lived there that helped you guys out because he had yeah, a skate park, right? Kevin Harris. He, so Kevin Harris, a freestyle skateboarder that like, I didn't Ro- care Like about. Rodney Mullen. Yeah. yeah, he's like Rodney Mullen. And he's Canadian. So even more even distant. Even nicer? Even more distant from me giving a shit about you is yeah. what it was. It was like, I don't fucking know. But yeah. you made enough money. You made a career and you made a skate park and you made Sluggos and Colin McKay's because Colin McKay showed up to me on video as a little dude wearing a mushroom hat because his helmet was bigger than who he was <laughs> and doing stuff where I'm like, Nobody can do that. And I know how he learned how to do that. He got an indoor fucking skate park that mm-hmm. has all these different, tra- like this dude, Cameron Harris, made a skate park with multiple different ramps. So you could do it on the little one, take it to the next one, take it to the next one. When you're in Australia, we had a similarity because he has weather to deal with and so did I. So there would be a lot of time in skateboarding. We had public skate parks. They might not have been that good, but they were there and you could ride them all day. And if your parents didn't stop you, you could fucking get good because you could just go there all day. But it rains. He snows. But we, we it rained all the time. Same difference when it's raining, it's over. And we didn't have an indoor one. And an indoor, and it was only one ramp. So it was one big ramp. So you learn it on that or you don't learn it. 
And Mini Ramp showed up maybe 10 years after I'd saw it on video. Like I've watched those dudes on video and I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, it's like a three foot high ramp. You can do anything on that. And then Australia caught on because they're attached to America. We just, we came late on that one. Yeah. And, then, and then the skate, they had concrete skate parks that were similar to us too. We had, because it was like, uh, what can they build for kids to use that won't get destroyed by the weather? Concrete skate park. And usually the, the people that built her are just the cancel. So we had a couple of skate parks back in the day that were just giant donkey shits. But we made it work. Like I made there was a keyhole when I was like 16 and I used to just roll in it on my ass. And it was just this big bumpy pile of shit. It was so bad. Even now, if I was good and I, I'd be like, nope, not dropping in in that. Doesn't What's make a keyhole? No a keyhole is a, a big bowl. And then a rolling down the down the back of it. So if you look at it from a helicopter, it looks like a key. Oh, key gotcha, hole. gotcha. So in okay. 1986, <laughs> when I started skateboarding, six months after I started, we had the World Skateboarding Championships in Vancouver. Nice. So we had the very best vert skaters, the very best pool skaters, freestyle skaters, high jump, and I think barrel jumping possibly as well. Wow. So we had people from all over the world, like like all over Europe, everywhere. Like in. Uh, so Christian Asoy showed up. Kevin Harris took that ramp from the Expo 86 and put it in a warehouse. And that's, that made it possible for me and Colin to skate year-round for the next five years. So that was the ticket. Like, we were able to skate, as Jason said, because of weather year-round. It's awesome. Yeah, it made them monsters. I mean, they became a force to be reckoned with. First time we met, is that monster? Yeah, 1991. Monster World Championships. So that was right before... The riot in the Grand Banan. So it was sort of uh, a week before. A week before where Sluggo and I did not exist to the pros of America. And in that contest, it was fucking hundreds, right? It's hundreds of us competing to be, you know, they put it into the semifinals and then another final. And you and it was like this, you, you'd go up to this board and you'd see if your name <laughs> was on there. And it was like... Uh, you know, our names were, you know, when, when you go from 100 down to uh, 10 and and Dickhead and I are on there and nobody knows who the fuck we are. One's from Canada, one's from Australia. We both have long blonde hair and we both have two tricks that only one other person in the world can do. And as far as we knew, we were the, we're only, the only other ones persons that could do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Until we both did it in front of each other and we we're like, fuck! <laughs> They're gonna fucking do something else. Who the fuck is this guy? Why yeah. is he the same oh, no. fucking hair as me? <laughs> and you guys same. had the same trick separately? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. The only god. person that could do it was Tony Hawk. He could do it and, and his tail grab 540 was it's good. It's good. But it wasn't as good as ours. Ours mm -hmm. were fucking monsters. Like we fucking tailbone, we boned them out and they were fucking like over your head. They were monster flips. And he was doing, you know, his sideway one, which is still gnarly. He and he and he did it more, but we didn't no one had documented it. This is back before you'd fucking post shit on immediately if you had a made a telegram for 540 back then and be like, I'm the second person in the world to do it. Here's a video. It goes everywhere. No, it didn't work that way. We went to Germany to do it in front of these people where we didn't do it, didn't spin one. Like I didn't spin one, neither did he. So all the qualifying, all the practice, I was like, not yet. When it's time. They're all going to be sorry. <laughs> Everyone's going to be sorry. There's <laughs> something kind of special about that, though, too. We were so nervous on the deck looking at it. I remember like, oh, man. 
terrified. shaking and trying to console each other. We didn't know each other. Right. And we became friends because we were like, it's you and me against these other cocksuckers because there was only cocksuckers left. Everybody ahead of us established were super giant legends and nobody knew who me and him were. We Danny fell off. Chris Livingston, we beat fucking this other dude that was supposed to be the next big thing. It was us. How, how um, it was Cab and Chris Miller and Tony Hawk and Sluggo and Jason Ellis. It was right. like, who the fuck are these two dickheads? And we were like, oh, you wait, you wait. So how, how did you, sorry, like, oh how, how did you guys become friends then? Because that seems like a recipe to become kind of enemies with each other. If you're both like vying for pretty much the same spot. It was like, Usually, because me and him are super competitive. We yeah. always have been, but it was too close. It was too, it was like, oh, you're so on the same thing that I'm on. I, I want, if I, if I fall off, I want you to win. Because yeah, you're better, you, sure. do, you skate like I skate. For sure. That's, and that's, that's all it was about. I wanted to be, I wanted to be stylish. I wanted to be big and powerful and still have shit that Tony Hawk could do in my pocket. And he, he did too. He had the same thing. So I just didn't want Buck Smith or anybody like that to win because I was like, you fucking, yeah. You're basic. Dude. You're doing bonelesses and shit. We're fucking tower grab fiving over here. You don't know what's going on. At our, that was our very first international competition. It happened to be the world championships. And like we came fourth and fifth. And that was unheard of. Yeah. Which is looking back like, holy shit, that doesn't happen really. Yeah, I remember being in uh, Germany walking around by myself that night, drunk. You know, <laughs> As you do. Yeah, walking around Munster just going, you know, I don't know what I thought, but I was like, you, you know, you made it to me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Totally. I remember walking in there looking, nobody recognized me. And then I remember at the end of the contest, every single person yeah. knew who I was. All the skateboarders that I looked up to were like, man, like Danny Way before they announced, he's like, dude, you fucking got third for sure. And I'm like, third? What the fuck is wrong with you? But he's befriending me. He's trying to tell me that I'm better than I, are, than I am. Like when I got, I think I got fifth and he got sixth and it was like, bullshit. I'm like, dude, I'm... I am titillated with fifth place. Like we're talking about the only people that beat me was Tony, Cab, Chris Miller, and I think Buck Smith. And then I got one behind him. And I remember thinking, I was with Danny on that one. I was like, I beat, I beat Buck Smith. Like you did a big bean plan, dude. I did fucking tail grab 540, backside 540. Like you're a bitch to me. I wonder if you guys- <laughs> But Buck's a nice guy. He's a, you know, I mean it in the nicest way possible you're a bitch to me. He's a great guy, but I was like, dude, did you do it? You didn't even do a five with no tail grab. It was a I, hell of a sweeper. <laughs> right? I mean, this is skateboard talk, but a sweeper, come on, not beat me with a sweeper. I wonder if you guys became, even though you were set up to maybe be like kind of rivals to the point that you might not like each other, I wonder if there was like a bond from both feeling like outsiders. Like showing up to that turn to the world championships as guys that are like, I we, can't believe I'm here. We encouraged each other on the without making it. I didn't make that decision. I wasn't smart enough to make that decision. I just was. He was nervous as fuck, and I was nervous as fuck, and we were both good. And we were like, if we do what we came to do here, we're gonna get what we came, what we what we're alive for. We're gonna be pro skateboarders. Care? It's weird that you came from another country and I came from another country, but. We both exactly want the exact same thing and we're both good enough to get it. All we got to do is just make this fucking ride and we're fucking home free. We didn't know that the whole skateboard industry was going to shit on itself and impale itself. So when we became top 10 in the world, it was just like, yeah, congratulations. Here's a free board and some grip tape. I'm like, <laughs> but Mark Gonzalez gets 30 grand a month. Yes, that was, that was last year. Oh. I'm like, oh, 
lost. Go back to Australia, get a job. Yes, fucker. Fuck off. Eh, I'm not, like, oh, not that man. much. Not that much different than radio. For you and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. No, like, no. We get to the point where we're like, I fucking made it. Okay. Where's my $8 million? Like Opie and Anthony. <laughs> that was that was four years ago, buddy. You don't get it. Yeah, but it's the same. When I got older and left skateboarding and thought about my career after and what's important to me, I don't care about, you know I mean? I, I always like money and fame because I feel like I'm, a, un, you know I mean, uneducated. No, I didn't have a chance. So there's this fuck you thing that I always have where I'm like, well, I got success. I got money. I, I won the contest, which wasn't, that's not important. That's a reaction to my childhood. Mm. What's important is I loved it so much that I wanted to figure out how to fly around with ease and think I fucking look sweet right now. I am ripping. This thing is a part of me and I'm floating around going wherever I want, doing whatever I want with it. That's what I wanted from it. That's what I really wanted from it. I can't remember all the years because of the brain damage and the alcohol and shit, but I, many, many years, I fucking dropped in and I owned it. Every, I did certain things where I, everyone else could have given me a pat on the back, but I was like, oh. Even little things. Where, I remember doing a couple of grinds sometimes where I was like, no one will ever do that like that. That's the best anyone will ever do it. I'm probably wrong, but that's my little pocket. That's mine. I took it and it's, it fills my soul. Jason has same with radio. Maybe I don't get how it's the money, but I made a difference. I'm a you know what I mean I made a I do stuff. I make a difference. Yeah, I'm very happy with uh, what I've done with my life, as you should be. It's weird though, and I think that's why I always um, felt a, a kinship to you uh, is because, um, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I always saw in you something that I saw in myself is that I'm a really, really confident, really, really insecure person. Right. And so I really wanted to make it and be, and I, and I felt like I had the kind of swagger to do it. But no matter how much success I found, there was always a piece of me that was so desperate for more. Like desperate. Yeah. To the I point. still fight with it. Yeah. You know? I still fight with the, you know, the, it could be bigger. It could be better. You kind of blew it. You shouldn't be so open with your sexuality. That did not help your career. It's like a conflicting thing that I deal with all the time. And it's, I'll forget. I'm like, dude, it's not about being, you don't need fucking a million followers on Instagram. Just be you. Doesn't matter if it's hot right now. It's never been hot. Everything that I've been really good at is right when it's perfectly not a good time to be good at it. Yeah. Like the being vert dude, top three in the world. It was like, congratulations. I will give you some fucking skateboards. Some fucking skateboards you'll give me. Like four a month you'll give me. <laughs> I'm top three in the world with the best style. So in my mind, I'm the best dude in the world. No money? <laughs> Get a job? Did you see <laughs> my frontside ollie? No one can do that. Fuck off. Look at this dude doing a fucking six-day handrail. Fucking, he's getting the money. I'm like, whew. A little bit of uh, uh, hatred there from that. Yeah. I was like, fuck, street skateboarding. Is that they took my shit. It's like Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. You took my shit. That's my fucking money. You know, you took my fucking career. Now I have to go back to Australia and work. It's not the same. When you go back home and start digging holes or being a courier, all those times where I went back, got some hostility I brewed from that. So I was like, oh, man, you guys are, I watch you on videos. You, you, you're, that's your job. You're going down that. You're doing little slappy grinds and shit. And that's your job. I work for my dad as a curry and he's a cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I look at the magazine. I'm like, I'm better than you. Oh, I'm, 
Way better than that. Put that down. That's painful. Yeah, and you're that's so far call. away in Australia. Like it to be really, back there after going to the world championships, working for your pops, that must just suck. They cut you off too when you got back. I got cut off. I never forget it. Goldwing trucks. These were the trucks that I rode when I was when I was a kid. That's all I ever wanted. And then I got sponsored by them and then paid by them. And then when I moved back to Australia and a guy that I didn't like, rest in peace, Ray Underhill, great guy. Never really hung out. He's good friends with Tony, so that's why I know he's a good guy. He died of cancer. It's very sad. Ooh. But I never liked his style as a skateboarder. I didn't like many people's style as a skateboarder. But he became the team manager of Goldwing and he wrote me a letter kicking me off Goldwing because I lived in Australia. And I lived in Australia and I was still easily the top 10 vert dude in the world. Easily. No more free trucks for you. Yes, my cat is sympathizing with me. Yeah, he feels you. He feels you. He's playing a violin for you. But I remember, you know, catching a train from my parents' house to the ramp that day and having that letter and, you know, having it in the train going, I'm going to fucking kill you guys one day. Did you feel that <laughs> se that sense of disconnection even though- He, got, he was okay. It wasn't as bad. He w Canada was still yeah, we did okay. attached to America and they had a distribution. They had, they, they didn't leave him. When he got, when he went back to, to Vancouver, real skateboards in San Francisco, they took care of him. Right. They didn't, it yeah. didn't, he didn't leave as far as they were concerned. I had the best sponsors. They stuck by me all thick and thin. Vert Skating died. They were a street skate company and they kept me on as their token Vert guy. Did you guys, either of you ever have that moment? I would imagine like 97, 98, where you're like, I got to learn how to street skate. That's it. Oh, we like, all do. Oh, yeah, yeah. But just because you made that decision doesn't mean you're going to be able to street skate. Right. Yeah. No, I remember thinking, okay, that's what I got to do. But, you know, this is the beginning of the end to me because that's not, you know, I just did it because I've got to do it and I didn't analyze it. But in many years from that day, I started to not enjoy the way I skateboarded anymore because I was doing stuff that I didn't want to do. I made my body change. I started doing kickflips. I started hitting my tail under the coping instead of bonking my wheels. So that allowed me to get all these flip tricks that everybody needs to do or you don't get paid. But I lost my bonk. Uh, you guys don't know what that means. Yeah, but what's bonk? <laughs> a bonk is when, you know, the coping on the top of the ramp? Yeah. My wheels bonk off it. And when, uh -huh. you're, when you get to a certain level in vert skateboarding, when I drop in, I go bonk and I go head high. And then the next one, bonk, is fucking eight feet high. And then bonk, I'm 10 feet high all day whenever I want. And then I start to learn how to go. And, I, and then all of a sudden my bonk disappears. I start going upside down. I don't, I'm like, fucking, why am I fighting it more? I'm like, because you, you change your style to do these flip tricks. Yeah. And you lost the big power. You lost, I didn't lose all of it, but I lost a piece of it. The more technical I got, the less power I got and to keep up with everybody. But that was, that's why I left. In the end, I was like, you're not. I will not be Sandro Diaz. I will not. I just will not do it. Right. There's a guy who does the same shit for years and years because you keep having him out there. I, I, I can't do your stuff and look like me. But everyone else would say it's acceptable. But to me, it wasn't. Like he did backside 360s. He did them good. And when it first came out, I was like, okay, we got to do those. And then I did them. And then I watched the video and I was like, no, I don't do them. I should have kept doing them. <laughs> but I watched a video of me doing it and I found it to be ugly. So I stopped doing them completely. And you didn't want to. And you to. needed to do them. But you didn't inherently want to. That makes a no. big difference. You know, it's like, I have a- No, I wanted to be in nine. I wanted to be at Del Mar. Yeah. I wanted to be in, yeah. I wanted to go, I wanted my, I wanted to compete against Christian Osori 
and Gator and I wanted to do giant method airs. And you know, I mean, I was gonna be before Jason Jesse. I was gonna, you know, I mean, my era is gone. I was gonna do giant body, this big dude who does giant powerful shit. But by the time I was on fire, nobody wanted to do that. I mean, when I turned pro on element, my pro model was a board that I couldn't ride at all. They were like, dude, we can't sell your board. <laughs> so here's yeah. here's the street version with your graphic on it. I'm sure they did all the same view, right? went through that. The boards we wrote on Vert were not the boards. The wheels. At one point, I had a custom. They made a custom board with me for me, with an extra layer because their boards were so skinny and small that if I went over your head on the ramp, my tail would slip flex out, and then little wheels. It just ended. It just ended the way I wanted to do it. I never. I did it, but like I said, I didn't think about it. I was just like, oh, everyone's doing, okay, uh, you know, cab, nose slide, revert. I'm like, how much fun did you have doing that? I didn't fucking have any fun doing that. Shit is gay <laughs> as hell. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly like I have a friend, a uh, close friend who's a, a high, high level grappler. Mm. And he decided like four years ago, he's like, I got to pay the bills. So I'm going to learn MMA. And I'm going to, oh. but he got, two, three years into training and he's doing it. He's like, I am, and my boxing's getting better. My kickboxing's getting better. My takedown defensive. He's like, I don't like this. This isn't why I started doing, you yeah. know, I got into the passion was because I wanted to win ADCC. Like a and comedian like, that's in a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like, very, you, you know, people are like, hey, if you're funny, like be funny in this movie. And all, now you're an actor. It's like, yeah, cool. More money, more fame. But what did you want to do with your life? Yeah. What did you want to be an actor? Do you want to be on set? Do you want to hear this shit? If you do, then then hell yeah. But to me, it's always grasping at stuff. You know, and I say yes to anything. And then later on, I think back and go, hmm, maybe, maybe you didn't need to do that. Right. You know, now a little bit older, a little bit wiser. I'm like, well, I don't really want to do that. But before I just did everything that we had to do. You can't lose your job. I mean, before I had a radio job, I was pretty sure that I was going to like, sleep on Sluggo's couch or like they were going to like give me a job packing boxes and red dragons maybe. <laughs> like this is not a joke here. Right, this right. is, Sluggo knows. Like this is a radio, this radio thing is a fucking Christmas miracle. Like Jason was fucked. You know, funny guy. Drinks too much. Just funny guy though, nice guy. No brain. <laughs> you know, like what, what, what oh, Jace, here's the credit card. Take care. No one's giving me a credit card to take care of the fucking team. Take care of anybody. They're just, Jesus Christ, man, going, you know, we give Jason a job in the warehouse. He's a good guy. You know, that would be that would be my job, and I would have been content with it because I knew. What else are you going to do? Man? You would not have been content with it. Absolutely right? not. Right? Exactly. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe he's right about that. Old face lie. Everything's different. Everything's different in retrospect. You know, like you think I, you can put yourself back at twenty-year-old Jason and say, like, I would have been content with that, but realistically, it's hard to really comprehend i've just been in places where i wasn't content with my life and i still went along with it huh? i just feel like i keep fighting until i mean maybe i'd be packing boxes until i got like a gig announcing something maybe something would have popped up because i see people at x games and stuff where i'm like I, I could have your job if i didn't have the radio job so there was stuff there yeah but it wouldn't be as good as this no i mean holy shit dude serious xm the job the whole tony hawk the foot in the door the talking shit over punk music songs and hey man I really like this guy this is a, it's a fucking Christmas miracle it's ridiculous unfortunately we have to take a real quick break on the High and Dry podcast we'll be right back Jason yes Mike Catherwood if you found a hundred dollars on the street yeah would you pick it up 
I mean, I'd make sure it didn't have any poopy on it first, but yep, you're going to watch that. Good choice. Jackass stuff. Poo dollar, man. Watch out. Poo dollars are dangerous. Yeah, but if it, if I, once I saw that it was free of feces, uh-huh. then yeah, I would go for it. Why? Why exactly. do you ask that? Well, because people essentially are doing that every weekend by picking winners and not betting on them. They're leaving free money right there and not picking it up and taking it. I knew Justin Gaethje was going to beat Cowboy the other day. Does exactly. that mean if I had a, I could have got a hundred? My bookie could have made you a winner, Damn a real it. winner, and gave you some money. Where were you, my bookie? Well, or it's where was I, right? But exactly. I just, my bookie was there the whole time. Yeah, you absolutely. just chose not to use it. Sorry, but don't do the same thing week after week. I know you have winners burning in the back of your mind, but you're scared to bet. You're confused on how to do it. You don't know if the person that you're going to bet with is the right person to bet. Trust me. Don't be scared, homie. My bookie is the place to be if you're going to place a bet. And let's say you place a bet. You're starting to feel like, "Mm, maybe I didn't pick a winner. Do you know at my bookie, you can actually change your bet or place a different bet after the kickoff? No. It's true. What about... Can you bet on me at Alice Mania? Well, we're working on that. I'll be giving you some free money if you can. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on Simon Woodstock. But listen, my bookie is truly the best place to bet. They are so unbelievably helpful and, and it's such a comprehensive site. And listen to this join now, and my bookie will double, double your first deposit. All you got to do. Use the promo code high and dry, one word high and dry, to activate the offer. That's promo code high and dry. So you visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. I would do that. I mean, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Welcome back to Thank High you. and Dry. That's right, Katie. Yeah. Uh, before we get to uh, what sounds like an amazingly interesting little segment about you. <laughs> I have, and, and uh, pardon me for getting too heady and, and diving into territory that probably a lot of people roll their eyes at when they, when they hear it. Um, but as a, as a, a Canadian and as a, is a businessman and as a, someone who is like a, a, a glittering example of, you know, like a solid Canadian citizen, what does Trump do for your view of America as a whole? I don't really buy into the drama of the politics in the States because it's the left and right wings of the same bird to yeah. me. So it makes no difference who's in charge. That's good. It's good to hear because like I, I wonder if, you know, people around the globe are the same way, that if they can separate American politicians from like the general public because that usually is the case. I, I dealt with it a lot when I was traveling during like 2005-y, there were so many people who were just shitting on George W. Bush. Understand? I mean, that's their right. But I was like, okay, you understand, like, that's not Americans. <laughs> like, that's not American people, right? That, that's, if you have a problem with the president, I hope you don't associate that, like, we're all just these warmonger crazy people, you know? Mm. But that's good to hear that. Yeah, your representative is not a representation of you. Right. As a country. Right. I don't think all Canadians wear brown face either. No, I just saw that the other <laughs> no. day and. That man has quite a tickle trunk. I, I noticed he has all kinds of garb from every nation in the world. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. Did you see tickle trunk? Yeah. What is that? It's a tickle trunk is like a trunk full of all kinds of dress up gear. Oh, I've never heard like, that term before. That's adorable. Yeah. 
That's what I call my trunk. wife's ass. A tickle trunk. trunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to dress up in that tickle trunk. Yeah, me too. Here, here. All right. <laughs> so present us with what I'm being uh, led to believe is an amazing, amazing segment. <gasps> well, okay. So this weekend, uh, Jason and I had signed up to some threesome app. There's a lot of them out there. We're like, mm-hmm. well, let's just make a profile and, and see what how it now, goes. I, these are these are apps similar to a Tinder or Grinder, yep. but they're specifically for couples looking for a third or. Or a person looking, looking for, for a couple or a third. It's anybody that wants to have uh, group sex, group essentially. Sex. Okay. So it can be like a single male, single woman, couples. Like there, it's pretty fluid. Sounds awesome. But oh my god, we were just reading the profiles, the things that people would write about themselves, and some of them were so good. I just opened the app right now, and this one, this is a new one. We looked at a lot. This is two dudes, and they're both straight. Not a couple. Not gay. Just good guy friends. We're very athletic, clean, and open-minded. Please be the same. Let's connect. Okay. Okay. My type of guys? <laughs> These guys are going to come over and fuck your wife. They're going to hammer the shit out of her just for you. You're welcome. We're, just, we're just two good dudes. It's just we're the weirdest <laughs> angle where I can tell these two dudes were like, yo, we got abs. Let's put it up. We'll probably we'll plow a bunch of wives. Hey, like, there, there's, you know what? No, you won't. No, you won't. I disagree. There's, there's a market. so many guys out there that are into cuckolding. There's so many guys that no just want to see their wife or their girlfriend get railed. Yeah. We found out the term for the guy that fucks the wife is a bull. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right? So we're like, what's a bull? I had to Google it. I'm like, oh. It's when they the stud comes in and yeah. just crams your lady. But then there's like… <laughs> There's group one. There's got there's couples that are the weirdest thing. I brought it up on the radio. It's, every single couple is the girls bi and the guys straight. Yeah, but you want to have another guy in the bed fucking your wife with you. Yeah, you're a little bit gay. Don't get weird about it. Like a just you know what bit. it's called. It's called bisexual. Don't be. I've, I'm looking to fuck my wife with some dudes. I'm totally straight. She's bi. Like, well, dude, you're fucking, you're not full blown, but you're a little bit gay. Yeah. I think <laughs> you're okay with it. Like, don't, straight. Oh, there was Strictly one, straight. Looking to fuck some guys and girls though. The profile that was like specifically looking for DV and DP. Yeah, and he's straight. Straight, no homo stuff. It's like, stuff. dude, have you ever done DP? It's pretty, it's pretty gay. Yeah. Your dicks are rubbing yeah. together. I'm, I'm definitely pretty gay for a straight guy, but- What? Like I'm, you know, I have, I, I if Kinsey has that scale where uh-huh. I think it's one to ten, like I'm like a five or six. How like do, I'm how definitely. Do you, what? How do you figure? Um, well, you look I, gay. I know I, that. I, I, I look very gay. People have often said I'm gay. <laughs> um, I think because who the fuck takes care of themselves that much. I'll tell you who, gay guys. I have a weird thing where <laughs> when guys are particularly good looking to me, where I get. I'm a little bashful, almost like I do with a hot chick. That's Ooh. gay as hell. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's that. I don't do that. I've never had any, any gay than you. Gay interaction at all. I, oh, that's so true. I did a play where I played a gay guy and I had to kiss him. Oh. So, that oh. was, that's about as far as I've gone. Did you, you tongue him? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, but, uh, How did you feel when you did that, though? Yeah. Did the you get first, the get first two or three times, the other actor, the other actor was, was gay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and so, so he liked it. the first, like, the run up of rehearsals, we Young never did Mike. it. We yeah. just like, uh, just like okay, this is like, where we'll we just kiss. do it on the yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like the first couple dress rehearsals, it was pretty strange. But so then, how many what, times did you make out with him? Fifteen. Yeah, you're gay. You've got the gay. Mm-hmm. If you make out with a guy more than five times, you can't go back. And then I, <laughs> I also told you that um, be, without question, um, 
towards the end of my drinking and using career, I was living on the East Coast, kind of in a flop house situation with this really rich gay guy who loved Coke and he would just always have it. And he never, he never Mm -hmm. pushed up on me, but I totally, I know if he did, I would have. If he was like, here's an eight ball. I really, I really could use a blowjob. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I know that's I would. Hot. You know? Like, See, that's, that's like the people that are, are addicted to drugs will suck your dick for the drugs. But it's the difference is after you suck the dick and you get the drugs, do you have to do a whole lot more drugs because you realize you sucked the dick? Yeah. Or was that not that big of a deal and you just do drugs? Because that's the difference. Because I know junkies that have done stuff. I've done stuff where I'm like, man, I'm not okay with that. You know, later on I look at it and I'm like, that's going to take some therapy. That's going to mm. fucking really, I'm really going to have to work on facing that I did that and I don't like it. Yeah. And I'm not a, I mean, I am a junkie, but I always like figured out how to get it another way. But still, you, it's certain things you do where you're like, oh yeah, that's right. That happened to me. That's fine. Some things you think about, you're like, oh, that means, you know, like if you did suck a dude's dick for drugs and you're really straight. Yeah. That's going to burn you, man. For the rest of your life, it's going to burn you. Probably. You just kind of like, you kind of got raped a little bit. I'm really, really, really fortunate that that guy didn't. Like he never, yeah. he never even but presented you seem, the uh, idea. You seem, I don't feel like you would have gone, oh man, I was raped by that guy for coke. You'd be like, not so bad. I mean, obviously I'm married and I can't suck any dicks anymore, but that wasn't so bad. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think it'd be one of those things that burdened me for life. I'd just be like, well, there was that my, if my, you were in that a, was that time in my life yeah. and uh, really, Wish I didn't, but uh, oh if well. you were in the threesome app, would you and your wife was looking for a third or, or a group? Would you advertise yourself as straight or bi? Straight, right? Because I, I really, but if you were in a foursome with a couple mm-hmm. and he touched your balls while you're fucking his wife, would you push his hand away? Yes, but I wouldn't be like that's straight. I wouldn't be what the fuck, dude. I just yeah, be like, that's just, hey, you're, that's not you're a polite straight guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just found a funny profile I would like to read to you guys just because of uh, how poorly it's written. I love this. Um, you can guess what he looks like. Is this like. In English second language poorly written yes. or just dumb? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, this is <laughs> maybe, my favorite. Maybe it will. This is my favorite. I'm fun. I like the freedom to enjoy my passions. I like share everything with fun people. I love the art. I'm artist's paint. Text. And then he puts his phone number. I want the woman to share every passion and share with another gentleman. I love be a cuckold. Yeah. I like that guy. Nobody's calling him. Right? Nope. I no way. I don't think so. Nope. But I also love how Katie automatically went like Eastern block. You know, like there's no chance that that guy's like, hey, what's up? Like, just like into the cuckolding and shit. He's, he's, not, he's not Chinese. We know that. He's not from Israel. That dude's from fucking Germany, Austria. Go down the know. list. Soviet. My, so. my accents all kind of slide in there. It's, I know. It's you do turn good. into one. I turn into one. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many single straight male on this. Straight male. I'm doing it. On this app. It's it's insane. Like, it, it, who's grabbing these guys? It's a bummer because it's pretty. It's the couples that want to have couple sex. Yeah. yeah. Which I always thought was kind of a little bit hard to understand when you're both straight and you want to have couple sex. Unless it's like you. I want to sleep with your wife you can sleep with my husband in separate rooms. Yeah. Okay. But if you want to sleep with each other together, just just admit it. No, dude, I think there really is a lot of appeal to a lot of guys of watching their wife with another man or or their lady with (laughs) another man. I've done it. It's great. You know what I'm saying? But you know what's way better? When everybody's grabbing everybody. Yeah. You know you want to. You're all riled up. Everyone's fucking everybody. Oh, God tells me not to touch that part. Fuck off. 
Yeah. I'm touching all the parts. Put it in my mouth. I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> you can watch me all day, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> We're all rolling with the punches. What, she can suck a dick and I'm evil for sucking a dick? What the fuck? I totally agree. I'm a bad guy because I got a dick in my mouth. I, I She's think- hot as fuck with a dick in her mouth. You've Not got it. All of you. You've got it figured out. Your menu's bigger than ours. I think. So I saw. I heard a stand-up guys do that the other day. Like, I wish he was. He wishes he was by because he had the. He would have way more options. Yeah. yeah. No, it's insane. I'm hot in the gay world. Gay guys can't get enough. In the straight world, I'm tendered. I am not blowing up. Oh. Fucking photo of me in Speedos on Tinder saying that I'm a bisexual. Do you know how many people want to fuck that guy? I, I have <laughs> many. I have to assume. <laughs> and the ones that do, I'm like, eh, I'll be okay. I have to oh, assume. I totally want to fuck you. Woo! I'm like, oh. I have to assume I'm the same way because I, to this, since I started in social media till now, married, single, doesn't matter. I get. Four to one guys throwing themselves at me to girls. Like I definitely like every month or so I'll get a titty picture or a girl be like, you're so hot. And it's like, hey, thank you very much. I get 10 a month from guys that are like, so if you're, if you really like, if you're gay, it's cool. Like I'd really love to fuck you. (laughs) You got a great ass. I love it. And I'm like, oh, I think I'd be good in the you market. You say stuff back. Oh, you do great. I, I always say, I'm really flattered. Thank you, but I, you know, I'm straight. Why do you even have to say he's straight? Just say thank you. Uh, well, I, okay. You're right. To the guys who say you're hot, I'll say thank you. Yeah. To the guys who make sexual advances, yeah. I, I always go like, I'm flattered, but I have to turn you down. Right. Sure. Sometimes on Grinder, I play with people that I know I'm not going to sleep with. If they're just super crazy, I just go, yeah, seriously, like. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, you want to hook up? Yeah, sure. Where do you want to meet? I don't know. When do you want to meet? Because they told me, I got this hot chick and I've got a big bag of Coke and I'm about to party. And I'm like, totally. Oh, I'm going to get some meth. Oh, cool. Love meth. I've got like four chicks coming over. I'm pretty hedgerow, but I just want to like suck your dick while you look at the And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so there. I'm like, I am not fucking ever going anywhere near you, you lunatic. But he just keeps sending me photos of naked women and his dick. And I'm like, sure, dude. I just keep showing her. That's really the only fun out of it. I just remembered I have to show you guys Party and Play Tina. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Party and Play Tina is a girl. Because every now and then there's girls on the threesome app that are- Well, show her face. I'm a lady and I am ready to be, you know what I mean? Your husband and your wife can use me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's always odd. Because I'm like, you could do- That's called a unicorn, by the way. Yeah, they call themselves that. But this one is the, uh, she sounds like a guy on Grindr. Because there's a Grindr section that are, they are on meth. They put big T's in their writing, like it's code because Grinder watches that shit sure. and tries to ban those people. Yeah. They use like the diamond and stuff like that. There's all these codes. Mm-hmm. You party? That mean don't anyone ask? Don't no. You don't party. No. Don't party. That kind of to me, it's AIDS. What's diamond? It means meth. You you smoke oh. rocks. Yeah, yeah. T is for Tina. Meth. Okay. So this girl's name is Tina. Party and play Tina is also my daughter's favorite doll. A lot of you know, wait. That's a dog. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I need one of those just because it's funny. Um, so she's got like a sideways baseball cap on, and maybe not the best skin. Big bags under her eyes. Oh, I wonder right? why. I wonder like, why? Hers dyed a bunch of different color. I won't show because you know could get in trouble. She's good at cleaning things. Oh god, her profile. <laughs> she is busted up. <laughs> you know when you're young and you still look really yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like there's a grayish yeah. patina to her skin. Sad, man. <laughs> Profile says P&P Tina, 5'2", green eyes. Age play, preteen. Role play, taboo daddy daughter. 
I'm submissive. I like restraints, toys, my hair being pulled, light choking. I'm like, all right. I love pretending to be daddy's special girl. I say no, but daddy knows it's all an act and forces me to take my feel good meds so he can push his raw deep in every hole. Mommy can help daddy. I can't stay out late and I can't host. She has to bring the meth back to her boyfriend. Sorry, I do have my own transportation though. She can't stay out late and she can't host. She's on parole. I have an ankle bracelet. Yeah. And, and, and I'm looking for you to forcefully fuck me so that I can press rape charges on you later when I leave. Like this whole scenario is like, yeah, yeah, call Tina for a good time. Yeah, party and play Tina. Both Sluggo and I have our arms over our waist so we can hide our party and play <laughs> Tina boners. <laughs> I saved your profile. Uh, oh, oh, man. This picture of your dick. It's so funny. <laughs> I just keep looking. I'm like, oh, whoop, nope. I think it's a screensaver or something. It just comes up randomly. Oh, geez, here just, we go. I don't know. <laughs> it's just in there. You're having a good day. Uh, it's just every now and then someone wants to see it. I need the one in, in the phone to show them. Mm-hmm. Shut them up, you know? A I hear fresh you. one. Yeah. I hear you. How the often biggest... do you have to send a picture of your dick to someone? It's <laughs> a good question. A couple times a day. A couple really? times a day. Yeah. It's a good dick. I don't know how much longer it's going to be good either. I'm fucking old. What's it going to fall be off? Hit- no, just my face and everything else won't match it. It'll just be hideous. No, but I'm not putting my old shit on people. Do you prep it when you take a picture? What do you mean? Do you like chub up? Do you get good lighting? Do you- I mean, on Grinder, I have a flaccid one and a, and a bunch of different <laughs> angles of, of the bone zone. Mm-hmm. Half chub as well, I guess. People want to see different… Sh- Different sizes, different moods. So. I do like how you put the limp there too, to, for almost for scale. <laughs> yeah. Like when they when you show you something on a tele, uh, like one of those late night infomercials, and they uh-huh. put like the quarter next to it. Yeah. Like, well, if you're this, in this the, is so you know exactly how small this no, because, vacuum is because they want to see that you're uncut. Yeah, and if oh, I'm hard, yeah. then you can tell kinda, but not as much as when I'm not. Yeah, because you're special in America. Yeah. Yeah, or Mexican. Yeah, or just you're not special. I'm just one of you're you. not special yeah. in LA. I'm not special <laughs> in LA. Not really. It's but, so you know. funny how that, I, like, I caught that. I'm like, oh, in Mexico, you guys don't get circumcised, I take it. Uh, and, and just Mexican culture, because Mexicans born here, you just typically, or not just Mexicans, Hispanic men, South American, like it's Central just American. Like you, you know, your mom and your dad raised you to, get, when you have a baby, you get his wiener cut. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, but if you never got raised that, and then the doctor goes, so would you like me to snip your son's foreskin off? You go, what? Yeah, it's insane. Fucking no. It's an insane question if you're not raised in that culture. Mm-hmm. I used to get those calls on Loveline all the time when the Hispanic guys would call about um, foreskin problems, you know, phimosis and things to talk to Dr. Oh, Drew. yeah. What's a phimosis? I, I don't necessarily know, but I know it's a problem of where like the skin, the foreskin can grow almost over and together. Yeah. Some people don't oh. roll it back when they're kids and then it just gets trapped in there. You can't yeah. get the head out? Yeah, the, it's, it's painful. It's painful to mm. pull it out. Um, and the guy would call up and be like, hey, um, Dr. Drew, like… Uh, I'm uncircumcised. And I'd be like, yeah, we know. You, you, <laughs> we got it, dude. You don't even need to tell us. Yeah. Never rolled it back. Yeah. I remember having to teach my son that. Oh, that was In the was middle of so being awkward. divorced. So yeah. it was, we weren't really, we were okay because we have to be, but we, my ex and I were not super fond of each other at the time. And I was trying to teach him, you know, dude, you got to roll it back. If you don't, it'll get trapped in there. It's a long story, but trust me, you want to get that thing to go back. Yeah. And he wouldn't do it. And then finally I'm like, you know, I have to show him. It's, it's a little weird. To show your son your dick, you know, sure. it's like fucking. Yeah, he did this, dude. and uh, and then um, he wasn't. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. And then I get a uh, <clears throat> a text message from my ex saying, uh, "Tiger wants to show you something." 
It's a photo of his dick pulled back. <laughs> he was so proud. He was so nice. proud. He's like, mommy, take a photo of this and show daddy. And then I had to go over to the oh, house that God. I used to live in and we had to go in his room together. And she, she had to show me again in the room while my ex is like in the, you know, in the corridor. Like, it's just the weird. I'm like, oh, get me here, dude. Yeah, right, it's good. I'm like, no, it's really good. That's yep. so sweet. Yeah, it really is. I can see him in the picture like, <laughs> but I was worried because I was worried. I'm like, man, because I, you know, I called the don't cut him thing. And I'm yes. like, man, if he has any problems with that, that's my fault. Yeah. You got to get that thing out, dude. But he didn't want to for the longest time. Just a little maintenance. No big deal. Yeah. I took my son to get circumcised. Yeah. He didn't cry. Wait, when he was real little? Yeah. Well. Yeah, when he was a baby. Ugh. Right, when they, that's when they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even have Sometimes. a dick and I just feel what weird. What do you mean? Sometimes people do it as adults. Yeah. yeah. If you have a problem with it. Or or religious other conversion. People. Sometimes there's a religious conversion. Whatever you want to do, man. It's your dick. Yeah. That's that's be different if, you know I mean? Hey, Jason, we're going to cut your foreskin. Well, now you got a problem. But if you want to cut your dick, go ahead. Yeah. It's not mine. I it's the same as your vagina. If you want to have an abortion. Yeah. Who the fuck am I? You know? Or a labiaplasty. True. Who am I? Imagine if we just ban labiaplasties. Well, I don't think you should do that to your vagina. I don't think women realize how little it matters. Maybe if you're a lesbian, I can see maybe being more invested, but I think straight women to get a labiaplasty, I, I, it'd be like guys getting like kneecap plastic surgery. Mm, like guy, no, no, men don't. No, I'm going to disagree. Yeah. In, do you every only time? Then, every now and then, I'm, I'm still going, but I'm not that pumped on it. Yeah, that's because it's a fucking disaster. It has to be disaster level for me to even care. Little what? beef curtains. What's, like, a, what's a disaster to you? I've seen like 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 a Sharpay, <laughs> like a like Steven Tyler and Mick Jagger kissing. Mm. Yeah, like like fucking oh. and like you can't even find the entrance. Like oh, do you know like in in like uh, you know like in like uh, sorcery and wizardry cartoons and stuff when they oh. roll out the red carpet for the king to come through? Oh, that I pull off her panties and was like like what like oh. like an old Chinese man reading a script. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm dead really? serious. How yeah. long do it with your hand? How long, really? No exaggeration. Yes, please don't. That's incredible. I know. Yeah, that's quite long. And that, see, that's that's getting that operation. That just seems like more. That's a lot to cut off. Oh, you know what? Katie and I watched somebody get. We did their uh, thing cut off. <gasps> yeah, because yeah. uh, someone that we know that does it was, like uneven, body it was uneven. One side was longer than the other, and oh. she got a guy to cut that bit off and yeah. even it up. Okay, that makes sense. You I know, can see if you have the little imbalance. Okay. Jason was eating a stick of bread and watching. In someone's living room, all of this is happening. Hey, she was, said, is, "I said, is it okay?" Well, she's like, "Yeah, go for it." So I was like, right there. Like you're like Conan eating a, just a loaf. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> uh, who gets to see that? No, I agree. Did they, they freeze it? Did they? Uh, they, 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 freeze? Kept, they kept the bits. No, 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 no I don't mean freeze it for later. I mean like freeze it before they. No, cut he, it. he did the. He had like the proper. He injected needles into it. Oh, okay, lidocaine, it. Yeah, yeah lidocaine it. But still, she got a needle in the flap. I'm sure that was well. They get it pierced. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know the burning of Still, injections. It looked, you know, <sighs> looked painful. Yeah. I assume it was. She seemed tough. She was very tough. Yeah. She was chilling, walking around. She's I'm pretty like, metal. Yeah, very metal, very tough chick. <sighs> yeah. Woo. You have any more? Uh, oh yeah. Threesome action. You know, I have this really long one that I want to read to you guys. It's a. Uh, 
Oh, yes. This is it's a single straight male. Okay. Um, he puts little asterisks in it where I think he doesn't want to write the word dick. So okay. I'm just going to assume he's saying dick. That's strange. Okay. So this is what he wants to do. Make her submit to monster dick, slutty desires. How many men out there have had the fantasy of watching your wife take an amazingly impressive, bigger, thicker dick, monster dick, and watch her get torn apart, making her calm with deep, passionate desires, having orgasm after orgasm, slamming into ecstasy deeper and deeper. Truly dick, isn't it? Key player in all of this is having a virile, fertile, handsome stud, the hot energy steaming into her, making her hotter and hotter and making her take it all inside of her. It's electrifying <laughs> to imagine her getting stuffed, overpowered now by my thick monster dick. It will make her come uncontrollably over and over. <laughs> Spice it up. Watch you sex life dramatically improve and watch her be horny always. Dress improper. Keep her eyes on her sensual body. Also, build the availability to have lightning-fast orgasms over and over again. Man, this guy's like the Aubrey See. Marcus of threesomes. <laughs> See her. Watch her in your mind's eye, her happiness, as she melts and meets a handsome, well-hung monster, Cacolatino, being satisfied the first time she sets her eyes on him in meeting, perhaps an exotic vacation, while you have her connect and satisfy every nerve of her body exclusively with her new lover. She and you will be breathless with desires. The aching need to watch it happen over and over again. Wait, he wants you to take him on vacation? <laughs> yeah. To fuck his wife? Making her- That's what I want to do. I want to fly another guy out and the girl so that they can bone on the beach while I, what? <laughs> yeah. Jerk off to my, with my ties or something? No, like, what I, the fuck? I want to take his gigantic monster cock to, yeah. to a gapecation. Yeah, So that yeah. she can just flapify my wife. Oh, there's more. <laughs> oh, okay. Making her a slut for your deepest desires. Imagine her maybe in tape or in photograph, taking a bigger dick. Hear her moan. She loves big dick. Appreciate how dick and beautiful your wife is. Well, I just assumed that was dick. Maybe slutty, who knows. Always attracted to him, the bigger dick, always making her wet. She now has the most powerful riveting orgasms, almost in touch, overloading her senses to make her orgasm on contact. It's wow. what you simply need to do and can't. But you can. I have a legendary monster cock. It's seduced over 100 married women, possibly 200. Has the ability to satisfy even the most quiet women and always very multi-orgasmic. I never get soft. I, it will make her <laughs> the wanton slut wife you desire. No one else can compare of what I know of. Wow. Jeez. I mean, a hundred to two hundred. Like you, you made a hundred women come. Wait, maybe two hundred. Like you forgot the other hundred. Yeah, maybe two hundred. Yeah. Mike, I, I don't want to show his face because yeah. of privacy, but please just describe what you see. <laughs> Nobody's not, fucking this guy. Not what I was thinking. Yeah. I was expecting like Enrique Iglesias. You would have thought that he'd be somewhat attractive with that amount of ego, right? Yes. There's yes. A, there's a second photo, which is really wonderful. Um, he looks like. Please describe. Same he guy? looks like if, same guy. Yeah, when he shaved his head, he looks like same a guy. guy. He looks like if Pitbull gained forty pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a fat Pitbull. Yeah, 
With his butt up in the air and the photo. You have to buy two seats to get on the plane. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't like this man anymore. <laughs> At first, I was because of his writing ability, I was kind of right? like, I, I, I think I dig this guy. Mm-hmm. Man, you're getting bamboozled, son. Don't fly him out <laughs> of fucking wife. No. <laughs> That's the, boy, will you regret that flight? <laughs> oh, no like shit. on the plane, you'd be like, wow. So I got uh, you're in some sort of fried crackhead on the right. plane with me right now, going to Hawaii. I was wife. expecting, I was expecting, and young Antonio Banderas. This is how murders happen from in, you know innocent people that aren't murderers murdering people. Like you go, yeah, man, let's do this, and then you go, I have to murder this guy. Yeah, there's no way out of this. I'm I'm drowning him and feeding him to the sharks on vacation. <laughs> he is the most annoying person ever. His dick isn't hard. He stinks. He's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> to anybody that says is, they make you come on contact doesn't have a dick. I know. As soon as I touch multiple orgasm. No, no. Nobody gets multiple on insertion. Right. Nobody. He's a sex god, Jason. This is no. what you need he to delivered, know. He delivers true dick. <laughs> that was my favorite line. Uh, this, is, this, is not, this is not erroneous dick. No. This is true dick. True real cock. You don't did, even know. Did you do a 540 on your 50th birthday? No. Eh. No. Why not? Because I'm going to go do it today or tomorrow. There it is. It's not over. You are gonna no, it. going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'll do it. For okay. For sure. It's a real man. Where, what ramp are you doing it at? Uh, probably Tony's. Right. Yeah. Is it uh, grippy? No. Oof. Yeah. It That's, needs to be grippy. I I spun a few. It, it'll happen. I wasn't even skateboarding and I did it on my 40th. That's it just ten, took a, 10 years. took a lot of work. <laughs> but I didn't skateboard. Difference. You skateboard. 10 years. You could do it easy. Okay. Speaking of 10 years… How do you look so good at 50, considering you devote your life to breaking your body? Uh, I'm super vain. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I eat well. Really is the key, right? Yeah, it is. I go to the gym every day. He was already fit, though, when he was I a was kid. a gymnast, right? Yeah, Six yeah. to 16. So I just sort of didn't ever leave that zone. Yeah, but gymnasts are amazingly fit. But much like skateboarders and stuntmen, it's really hard on the body. It is. It's, it it's is really hard. It's an incredibly demanding Thing, you know, yeah, but activity. he's he's always been responsible with injuries. Yeah, like, he's not professional wanted, rehabilitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I was her, I would just be like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I'm out for a bit. Sit on the couch until things got better." What would he's, you do? You know, physiotherapy, massage therapy, acupuncture, meditate. Okay, all that stuff. Like, yeah, all the right things. Everything. When I first started hanging out with him, I couldn't even stay in the sauna with him. Like, Aww. I'm like, too fucking hot in here. The fuck's wrong with you? And then he'd be doing crunches in there, and I'd be like. He's insane. <laughs> you know, or a treadmill. I'm like, what? who fucking, who runs on this shit? Like unbearable, limping. Like I was really unfit for being a pro skateboarder. He was, I didn't do anything. Truly. But I just, <laughs> I just like know, knowing you now and, and like hearing him describe his rehabilitation techniques. He's like acupuncture, massage, sauna, phys- physical therapy. Jason's like, eh, vape pen, Postmates. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Figure it out. <laughs> I, would, I would love to go back in time and meet young Jason. Mm. Oh, crikey. Oh, Just we, would have, <laughs> we would have destroyed you. <laughs> oh, man, you would man. have been crippled for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't play back then. We didn't play. I did drugs. So, man, you weren't getting out with a couple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm fucking you for like eight hours. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been Both so fun being with Jason through every version of himself. Right? Yeah. It's been really cool for <laughs> 30 years of different versions of Jason Ellis. But how many versions? There's only been two, really, right? Yeah. I don't know. People go through different evolutions of yeah, their you've, lives. Yeah, you've evolved quite a bit. Yeah, I, the guy I, I met disagree. in Germany in 91, for sure. Because I've only known you like seven, eight years, and I've seen more than two. Right. Well, I feel like, 
you know, my childhood popped up in different phases of my life and I think it altered the way I thought about things because I didn't know. You know, there was things that I found out when I was 25 that I never knew my whole life, that it happened when I was a kid and that changed the way I looked at things. And then when I was 40, something else happened that in my childhood that I was not aware of that completely changed the way I look at everything. Right. Like if, if I had been younger, I might have died from it. Like I didn't really get into it with everybody, but I got divorced so I didn't have anybody in my corner, I don't have no family. And I found out that one of them molested me and I told the other ones in Australia, so they weren't around to console. And it was just like, a, you're a man, you're a tough man. You were fucking molested, but you're a dude now. There's no time for bitching out. You're a man. Right. That's not, you can't do that. You have to talk it out. You have to face it. You know, you have to realize how bad that was and, and move past it, but you can't, I'm, very good at just no, it didn't happen. I'll just move on. I had yeah, you you know, can't now. Shut I know. It down. I have to. I had to like really go. Okay, this really happened. This is horrific shit. And then I was like mortified, like uh, PTSD for sure. At forty, I gave myself PTSD and went back on the radio with full depression. Couldn't eat. Like my therapist put me on antidepressants. Like I was fucking gone. But I was just like, I'm a big tough guy, and. So what if I had to suck a dick when I was a kid? I made jokes about it, but it wasn't funny. In my, I could now know that it wasn't, I was really hurt. I'm still, I'm better, but it's still something that has to keep, I have to process it over and over again. Because sometimes I still want to just say it didn't happen. Be way easier if I could just call my brother and my stepmom and go, I, I, I think I just did too many drugs and then there was a story in my head that didn't, that didn't really happen. And I just see it as it happened, but it, but it didn't. And he didn't do it. So it's all okay now. But it's not. Avoidance is way easier, but it's way, way worse. Right. Because I have, we, I don't know, I, we have this vision that you take this trauma and you put it in a room and shut the door and then you leave and then it just stays there. But in reality, you take this trauma, you put it in a room and then you leave. And when it's in that room, it's fucking hitting the heavy bag and doing push-ups yeah. and running road so that when you let it out eventually, it's fucking way worse. You know, yeah. it, just, it just destroys you with heavy, you know, with heavy blows. You know, that's that's the unfortunate part. So you just got to kind of confront but it immediately. I'm super lucky because I have all these people in my life. I've yeah. always had somebody that I knew cared about me. You know, like Sluggo, man, in skateboarding, I knew he loved me. You know, I knew Colin loved me. Aww. I love those guys forever. I knew that. I didn't. I wouldn't say that about all the people I spent thirty years with skateboarding. I can't say that for sure. I could always say that about him. Yeah. And then knowing that I had somebody like that, even when I came out, I, we, I wasn't in skateboarding anymore. But I, I told them, and they were like, "What the fuck are you telling me for?" I'm like, "Cause you, I don't know. You're my family, man. Like I don't have anybody else to tell." And I knew when I told you, even when, cause Colin was like, "What the fuck." I was like, whoa, what do you mean? What the fuck? Like, I figured you'd know. And he was like, well, that's fucking weird. But he was going through some shit at the time. So he didn't say what I wanted to hear. But it's still, I still knew even when he reacted weird that it wasn't going to be a thing that we would never, we were all, always going to be friends no matter what. Right. So that those, knowing that I had that in my corner always gave me confidence to keep going. You know, I always felt like I was never fully alone no matter what, because I had that skateboard family. Even though we didn't hang out, I knew I had that family. Like if shit got real bad, I knew I, I knew they'd help me. You know, they wouldn't just let me fucking die. Right. We're family. Right. 
It's so important too. As an it adult, goes a long way. As then an you, adult male, it's like you, you don't get a lot of that. You know? Even without talking to them, I knowing that they're in my corner, I think kept me, you know, because I met other people that I was around in LA that were, you know, Dax was a nice guy to me. And lots of people on, on my way, Drew, you, lots of people have helped me Bestie. in times of need. Yeah, Benji Madden, lots of people that I believed in them, you know, and when they were like, it's going to be okay. I was like, I believe you, you know. So those people helped me. You should go see a therapist. It took a certain person to say that right. for me, me to do that. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't have, you know, all these people that sometimes I feel like I'm so alone, but <clears throat> when I look back on it, there was always somebody trying to help me. Yeah. I've always been pretty lucky like that. Uh, it seems like a, a really nice high note to end on. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Happy thank, 50th, a little belated yeah. 50th. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I love you, dude. Feels good. Thanks Is there you, uh, Jason. anywhere you want to plug? It's or- like I was talking on the, sh- on the show. He wouldn't talk on the Jason Ellis show, and he's on camera on High and Dry. So this is big. Yeah. You know, he would never go on the show. <laughs> well, it was just, it's mostly Party and Play Tina. Uh, really, I think. Party you guys are going to hit her up yeah. after this yeah. show. We're gonna, Diamonds. We're, we're going to go make her You guys are going to blow clouds. We're going to go make her Daddy's here. <laughs> and, your, and your life. Daddy's here, Tina. Daddy's here. Oh, God. <laughs> Anywhere you need to plug or uh, send our listeners uh, before you go? No movie. No TV show. No album. Okay. At uh, RDS Skate Supply. Red Dragons. Red Dragons. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Beautiful. See you guys. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Jason Ellis here reminding you that we have sponsors. And are you groaning right now? Are you <laughs> sad about it? We're hungry. But uh, in case you didn't know, we're sponsored by, by Outlaw Energy. And Outlaw Energy is a new energy drink that is actually kind of good for you. It's got yerba made in it, so you know it's good. <laughs> it's yerba all mate natural. for those of you who aren't from Australia, but Jason's right. Katie, what does it have in it? It's all natural caffeine blend of coffee fruit, yerba mate, ginseng, and guarana. I might be slaughtering that, but that, that's as well as I can pronounce it. They also use pure cane sugar in their sugary drinks, but they have sugar-free too, which I personally really enjoy, and they add electrolytes in it to keep you hydrated. One can is 200 milligrams of caffeine, which is like two cups of coffee. And I really appreciate that, as Katie pointed out, the sugar-free is not like a lot of other energy drinks that are sugar-free, but they also have like 10, maybe 20 calories of some other weird artificial sweetener in it. This is legitimate, zero-calorie, sugar-free, ready for you to drink if you're not into the sugar, which is quite moderate, by the way, in the regular Outlaw Energy drink, it's only like 45 calories per serving, plus electrolytes on a hot day, on a uh, before a big grueling workout, before, before you got a, a long, before you got a long day at work. It gives you everything you need: the caffeine for the nice jolt, the nice pick me up, the electrolytes to keep you hydrated, and they all taste great. Am I am I shitting you? Super and, tasty. And they are the number one sponsor of Alice Mania 19. And the reason that it's going to be so awesome is because they're helping us try to make Alice fam have the best time possible. So I am very appreciative of them existing in my life. It's a great company. 
We're really, 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 really happy that they sponsor not only Ellis Mania, but the High and Dry podcast. Yeah. Um, they, they make our life great and they should be making your life great as well because look, it's a saturated market. We know, we're not, we're not blind to this. There's a lot of energy drinks out there. I'm a big fan and I really sincerely believe that if you choose Outlaw Energy, you are going to make the right choice. It is the best product on the market. If in you my want to, if you want to know where to go, I just realized, it might not, if you don't have it in the store, just go to their website and then you can order it from them. Be way cheaper and they'll send it straight to your house. You got a code? Uh, yeah, the code is Alice Mate. Alice Mate is the code, I think. And, uh, oh, the website, it's the only place that you'll be able to buy Alice Mania 19 tickets. So you might want to check that website out anyway. There you go. There it is. Outlaw Energy. <laughs>